everybody? Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts on the side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, is Tad Sai and Tad. We are continuing our draft content. The first wave of free agency is sort of completed, so we wanted to take today's episode. We're gonna have some fun with it. We're gonna look at some teams that you know maybe their draft strategy has. Uh, slightly adjusted because of some of the free agency moves that they have made. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have an interesting element as far as how this show is going to go. Um, but, yeah, Tad, how have you felt about the first wave of free agency so far? We had some good signings. Um, we obviously did our live stream a couple weeks ago where we sort of dove into some of the free agent signings but and some of the trades as well. Uh, but there's a lot that we didn't get to. And so hopefully, you know, we'll touch on some of it today as we talk about teams that sort of adjusted their draft strategy. But just, uh, yeah, what do you think about all those moves so far? You know, it's funny because – some of the teams that have been big time players are not teams I expected and uh, not to get too into it. We'll mention some specific names later on, but a perfect example of this, the Carolina Panthers have been extremely aggressive, which has been very surprising. So honestly, this, this free agency, um, you know, wave, as you put it, has been really, really interesting because it's affected the NFL landscape. And that's why I'm so glad we're doing this episode now in a way that it, it, it has a substantial effect on the NFL draft. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to talk about. So uh, it's been good. Thank God did not bet on it because holy crap, what I've <laughs> lost on a lot of bets. Yeah. Speaking of betting, if you've been watching the NCAA tournament, um, that's oh, been don't pretty bring crazy. That up. Please don't. Like, I have lost so much money already. Lots of upsets. Um, as of recording, all four number one seeds have been eliminated from the tournament as well. Um, yeah, it's been crazy, but you know, maybe if you're using our odds, thanks to our friends at bet online, maybe you're still making some money possibly. So we'll see about that. But yeah, bet online remains your number one source for all your sports bank needs all season long. You always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends all at bet online and as your continued source for all sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long always the fastest easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events whether that's the nfl nba nhl mma esports tennis boxing golf we talked about the tournament here the ncaa men's basketball tournament you can bet on the women's tournament as well so they got you covered on college sports as well so it's not just the professional level so yeah you want to bet on something bet online has definitely got you covered so head to bet online today on your computer or computer or mobile device and join and you can receive a 50 percent of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit all you gotta do is use our promo code believe that's capital b l e a v and you can receive a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. All you got to do, once again, is just use our promo code BELIEVE, capital B L E A V, and you can receive your award. So, bet online where the game starts. So, yeah, Tad, hopefully you haven't lost too much money on the tournament, but, uh, you know, MLB's right around the way it's going. Oof. <laughs> you can bet on some of the, like, you know, World Series winner. NBA season's kicking off next week. We're gonna have some Let's live action finally, some regular season acting. So that should be fun. Bet on some World Series winners, some division winners. Who's gonna win MVP? So I mean, yeah, bet online. Head there if you want to make some bets because they got you covered for sure. So. Tad, like we talked about, we're going to have an interesting element in today's episode when we're going to be discussing teams and their draft strategies, and I'm going to introduce it right now. Uh, we're bringing oh, the wheel. Oh, is this? Whoa, we're whoa, 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 whoa. I did not agree to this. <laughs> the hell is this? 
I think you 100% agreed to it because I, I suggested it. You were fake. like, this that is a fantastic is idea. That is fake news. <laughs> I disagree wholeheartedly that you Why are not on board of this idea. God damn it. This that's the question okay. you should be asking. Why that's a, yeah. <laughs> There's the question. There's a question to be asking. So clearly you can see the wheel here. We have all 32 teams on this wheel. Uh, Dad, we're just going to spin it at random. And whatever it lands on, we're going to discuss their Son draft strategy. Right. For, 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 for our listeners, for our listeners, there is a Jeopardy. Uh, is it Jeopardy? What's the game show with it? With the wheel? Are you serious right now? I'm dead serious. We, 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 God damn it, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> this was about to say. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> the name is in the, – the wheel is in the title of the show. <laughs> There's like, even a great Family Guy joke where Peter's like high on Red Bull and he spiel, uh, uh, spins the wheel so fast that it like goes through the audience. Ah, oh, god damn it. Yeah, that, that was bad. No, that was all that <laughs> Okay. Jeopardy has anyway. no moment of a wheel or oh gosh, yeah, that was wow, wow. Is Jeopardy okay, the but... one with the is, is that the one with the letters? <laughs> Please tell me I got that right at least. Which one is the one with the letters? Jeopardy or real Jeopardy? Board? Yeah, no, no, Jeopardy. No. Oh god damn it! What's the one with the letters? Wheel of Fortune. Oh, son of a bitch. God, you really just do not remember Wheel of Fortune at all. Clearly. I am so not a game show guy. Wow. For, yeah. for our listeners, by the way, Emer just introduced me to uh, what's the High Mendel show again? Uh, Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal. And I, I've been binging that for a while now because that is a great idea for game show. But anyway, for our podcast listeners, there is a Wheel of Fortune-esque Esque, wheel yeah. here. And – we do not know what teams we need to talk about. So whatever team comes up, we're going to go. We're not going to free ball it because we have notes prepared. But whatever team comes up, we are going to talk about that team because we want to make it a little exciting. You know, we don't want to just make it top 10. Exactly. Was the basic thought process behind this. So without further ado, Amur, go for it, buddy. All right. Let's see what the first team that's going to come up here. So got the spin here. See who's going to be first on the board here. The Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Okay. Tennessee Titans. So, I mean, we've sort of discussed the Tennessee Titans a little bit here where, you know, they're potentially going to be trading Derrick Henry. Um, they let Robert Woods go. Um, they tread, tread. I mean, just they're a little bit in reflux because we talked about that where like they're sort of on this fine line where it's like it looks like they're trying to compete but then it also looks like they're trying to rebuild they still have ryan Tannehill on the team um i mean it's just like they signed andre dillard away from the philadelphia eagles so it's like you know it looks like they're trying to build out the offensive line again but then like i said they're trying to trade derrick henry it seems like so i really just don't know what this team is trying to do so i mean yeah you look at them in the first round here they're picking at number 11 and so tad i mean just like based off free agency and what they've done or what they or planning to do or what they're you know haven't done sort of thing i mean just like do you think their draft strategy has changed at all then also like you have to throw it to the factor that you know the chicago bears trade the number one overall pick to carolina to number nine so it's like do you wonder if that affects their strategy at all too but just like yeah what are your thoughts on you know i know you probably don't really want to talk about them but no i don't because, uh, well, I, I honestly, yeah, let's talk about them because they're going to be terrible. So I actually do kind of like this. Um, right. This is definitely going to be an offensive 
pick, in my opinion. So, uh, Amur, I want to extend a challenge to you. Name, other than Traylon Burks, which is easy because he was their first-round pick last year, name more than three receivers on the Titans roster right now. Okay, more than three, that's a little bit tough. More than three, probably, yep. I could name uh, two. So there's Nikel okay. Westbrook. I get yep. there's Nikel Westbrook Akine or Akeen. Um, there's Racy McMath, I think his name is, or Ma- Racy McBath. I can't remember his last name, but he's one guy. Oh, no, um, you're right. Racy McMath. Racy McMath. McMath, yeah. Um, and I think, I'm hoping he's still on the roster, but they might have released him. Uh, Mason Kinsey out of Barry College. He is. Ah, oh, damn it. He's still on the roster. Yeah. Good call. Good, <laughs> good, good, good call. Good call. I damn it. <laughs> damn it. All right. Well played. Bottom line is none of those guys are yeah. top tier receivers. That is a terrible receiver depth chart. Like that is really, really bad. So I, I think it will be receiver here because look, if you're going to go with Dan Hill, I don't here. Maybe this is a hot take. I don't think they're going to get rid of Derrick Henry. I think if they would have done it, they would have done it by now. So I think they're going to hang on to him. Hopefully lock him into a long-term, well, you know, long-term contract. Uh, for by running back standards, which means three or four year contract. Um, so I think they actually will hold on to Derrick Henry. So you you now have Ryan Daniel, Derrick Henry, you need a receiver. If because they're in this weird and we've talked about this in the past on the podcast. You're in this weird purgatory where you're kind of taking, but you also still want to kind of be competitive. And the best way to do that is surround your quarterback. I don't care who your quarterback is with weapons. If Traylon Burks is your best receiver, that's not good enough. You're going to need a sizable, good receiver to go with Traylon Burks, who is a great number two receiver. So I think that this could be a receiver. Now, also, Amir, I will give you a second challenge. Who is currently slated as their starting uh, Tennessee Titans tight end? And the reason I ask you this is because there is no way in hell I'm ever going to even attempt his name. Okay, tight end, I got you. It's Chickazia McConquo. Yeah, like I said, I'm not I'm not trying that. <laughs> that one I know. There's no way I'm trying that. They also so, released Austin Hooper, so I mean it's like clearly they're going with Chigs Conquo. I mean, he looked pretty good towards the end of the season because obviously I think they made that move ahead of time. That's like, yeah, we're moving on from Hooper. Let's go with the Conquo here. So he's a very athletic tight end. I actually got a lot of problems for him when it comes to fantasy prospects as well, but it really depends on like you're sort of saying earlier, where it's just like he needs other support around him. So it's like Traylon Burks is not going to cut it alone. So it's like, if they add another guy right here at 11, they add a receiver, like a Jackson Smith, the Jigba, you know, Quentin Johnston. If he goes there, I know you'd hate it. If they tried to Quentin Johnston. I would hate as much as the Texans, but you know, my point with the whole tight end thing is don't be surprised if Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid goes a little earlier here. Like that would not be all that shocking is because that tight end is just that, that tight end depth as well is what's his last name. The, their, their current tight end? Conquo. Yeah, that guy. So don't be surprised. Like, if he is a good starter, fine. But he's not a long-term starter. So if they go tight end to you know kind of develop a guy uh, over the next couple of years, that wouldn't be that shocking. So I, I, I find it very hard to believe that the Titans would go anywhere else except for receiver or tight end here. Interesting. So I completely agree with the receiver part. But just like you exactly said – 
there's good tight end depth. So I don't think they need to go in the first round for a tight end. They could probably go in the later rounds, day two, possibly this even early day three to class, get a tight end. Uh, whereas I think their other need is offensive line. Cause especially like you said, if they're deciding to hang they, on, they blew that offensive line. The fuck <laughs> up did. this offseason. So it's like, you wonder like if they're specifically going to keep, Derek Henry, and regardless if they obviously need to protect Ryan Tannehill or whether they decide to move on to Malik Willis or whether it's, you know, quarterback option three, whatever it is, they need to make sure that he is protected as well. So I think they may go offensive lineman here at this spot. So it really just depends on if there's an offensive lineman prospect that is here that is worth taking. Because, yeah, depending on how the top 10 goes, you may see both Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern gone. So do you reach for like a guy like a Broderick Jones, who I'm hearing is actually moving up the board? So it's like maybe he's a guy that you entertain here at 11? Or, yeah, do you just go with a high-value receiver? Because I think there's going to be a lot of top-end receivers at this spot. So I agree with you. I think they lean more towards receiver, but as opposed to tight end as their secondary need, I think if the board falls to them that way, they may go offensive line, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, offensive line, especially I love the fact that you brought up Roderick Jones because the those that 10 to 15 range screams of a guy like Roderick Jones, especially who's just a freak athlete that somebody could reach for. Because should Roderick Jones be a top 15 pick? Probably not. But he has a pure athleticism there that lets him de- – that, that – has the promise for him to develop into a solid starter in the league where maybe you do reach for him if that need is there. So I don't honestly, well, I do hate it because the Titans doing it, but I don't hate that pick, especially because like we said, that has been such an aging. And this is what's going to happen to the Eagles in a couple years is you have an aging offensive line. And by a couple years, I honestly kind of mean next off season, you have yeah. an aging offensive line. So you just take the freak athletes, hope you can develop them for a year or two and not force them into a starting role so early. So it wouldn't shock me if they went offensive tackle or honestly, even interior offensive line. If Osiris Torrance, for example, if he went uh, to the Titans, that wouldn't be all that shocking. Honestly, they're one of these weird teams where they're stuck. Again, I'm going to use this word purgatory where you're competitive. You want to stay a little bit competitive, but you also need to start building towards the future. I'm just not sure how they're going to pull this off in the draft. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go here, but let's move on to the next team. We got 31 other teams potentially to get to. We're not going to get to all of them, but let's move on to the next one here. That's the right game show, right? No, you're completely wrong. Oh, some of them. All right. So we're on the Dallas Cowboys now. Which one is that? The do 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 one. Oh, it's Jeopardy. Jeopardy. God damn it. <laughs> All right, Dallas Cowboys. All right, so now let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys here, who have made some moves here in the offseason. They're obviously releasing Zeke as a post January front, not January, June 1st, excuse me. January. June 1st Jesus. designation. That, that would have made the headlines. Exactly. So as opposed to June 1st designation to release him, they're committing to Tony Pollard at least for one year because they franchise tagged him. Uh, they made a trade with your Indianapolis Colts to acquire Stephon Gilmore. So he is a member of the Dallas Cowboys now. And of course, they also made a trade with the Houston Texans to acquire Brandon Cook. So they have bolstered their receiving core as well as their secondary. So, I mean, they re-signed Leighton Vanderesh as well. So, I mean, they're looking pretty good on the defensive side of the ball. They actually have a pretty complete roster if you look at it across both sides of the ball so they're picking all the way at 27 all the way at the end of the first round practically so i mean 
I mean, where do you think they go here as far as like what do they need to improve? Because like I said, they have a pretty complete roster. They were in the playoffs for a second straight year, lost to the Niners for a second straight year. Of course, I had to throw that in because I love the fact that the Niners beat the Cowboys. <laughs> so you always I mean, got to do it. You got to do it. I love how this rivalry is 30 years old. You guys haven't won. Neither one of you have won shit since the 90s, and yet you're still – it's still such a, like, lively rivalry. At if you say we, we been, made the Super Bowl, I swear to God. We have. And where have oh, the Cowboys been? Not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, that's fair. You know what? That's fair. Credit, credit where it's due. At least you went there. If those lights didn't go out. That's what did it for you. <laughs> Well, Lee also lost the Chiefs, mind you, too. So, was, you know, too yeah, if, if the lights didn't go out, Jimmy Garoppolo had any sense of deep accuracy. But uh, in terms of what the Cowboys are going to do here, I find it hard to believe, and it's very rare that I do this, especially on an episode like this. There's no way they go any position outside tight end. Tight end. Because like you said, they, they did a very good job of retaining a lot of their players. But I feel like the one player that they were hoping to hold on to was Dalton Schultz. Not anymore. He's in Houston. He's staying in Texas, but he's in Houston now. So I think that uh, – so I, I think you may be able to get this. Who is their starting tie end right now? Um, Jake Ferguson, I believe. Jake Ferguson. You are absolutely correct. Out of what school? Wisconsin? Damn it. <laughs> that was a guess. I actually forgot. That was actually I... really impressive. That was a guess. That was a very good guess. Yeah, yes, I actually forgot Ferguson, about that one. So the, yeah. the former mid-round pick out of Wisconsin, who is a good tight end. Don't get me wrong, but he did not show enough promise for me to really believe he is the, you know, the future at tight end for the Cowboys. And we've seen how crucial that position is to this offense. And uh, yes, I'm aware that this offense may be changing after some criticism from last year. But still, tight end is a crucial position in any offense in today's NFL. So I think that with this tight end class being so deep, it is the Cowboys' best move to sit there, see who falls to them, because somebody is going to fall to them, whether it's Darnell Washington, whether it's Dalton Kincaid, if they are extremely lucky, Michael Mayer. If one of them falls to them, and I think one of them will, they should take that player. So I think that there's absolutely no way they go anywhere else but tight end. That that is their because like you said, they have a very complete roster. So that is their most immediate need right now. And this is their that is the deepest position in this year's draft. So it makes perfect sense to just sit tight, wait there. And if Michael Mayer starts falling the teens, maybe they trade up. We know Jerry Jones is pretty aggressive when it comes to the draft, but I find it hard to believe the Cowboys go anywhere else but tight end. I do see it as a need, 100%, but I don't see it as a primary need. So I, really? I 100% okay. agree with you that if Michael Mayer for some reason falls into like, you know, the teens, like the late teens where it's like you warrant that, okay, let's trade up like a few spots, a handful of spots to sort of go get him, that it's like, I can understand that. But also if, you know, one of the tight ends, whether it's uh, Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid is available at 27, then I think that would be an excellent pick, excellent value pick as well. But if they're both gone, um, yes, Darnell Washington out of Georgia intrigues me for sure because of his pure athleticism and just, you know, there's a lot of potential there. But I see them possibly anchoring their defense a little bit more. I see them going with the defensive line, uh, defensive tackle position possibly. So, you know, depending on who's available there, uh, Kalijah Kansi out of Pittsburgh would be an excellent fit. Mm. Uh, Macy Smith might be a little bit of a reach, but I think he's got a lot of potential as well to upgrade that defensive line out of Michigan. So, I mean, he'd be a not bad pick as well. Um, 
You worry about saying names, but I'm worried about this one. It's the guy out of Northwestern. I'm going to try my best here. I'm but... not going to try that. I stayed away from him <laughs> in all my notes for the specific reason. I cannot even get close to his name. But, but I need to practice it. So I'm going to say it here. So okay. add it to Mia Adeboire, I believe, is how you say it. I, but he I mean, got just... closer than I would. <laughs> He's just, he had an amazing combine performance. I mean, just the speed that he can move around at the position, a defensive tackle position. Like, I mean, it's just amazing. So, I mean, that that could be possibly be intriguing as well. Or, like I said, they upgrade passwords where they go with like a Nolan Smith out of Georgia, Will McDonald out of Iowa State, maybe a BJ Algelari out of LSU. But like I said, unless one of those top two tight ends in Kincaid or Mayer is available at 27 or not too far where you can warrant moving up without having to give up a lot of capital to do it, then I'd probably see them go tight end. But part of me thinks that with Dan Quinn still there at least for one more year, I think they doubled down on defense to make sure like that is just an unstoppable force to give the offense a lot of opportunity because they also trade for Brandon Cooks, remember? So it's like, yes, they still have the need a tight end, but maybe they roll with Jake Ferguson, see if he could develop. And then, yeah, just really just make this defense possibly unstoppable to score on by going with a defensive pick. But, yeah, that's just my opinion. <laughs> eh, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Jake Ferguson showed enough promise where I wouldn't say they're stupid for rolling with him. It's just right. with this tight end class being so deep. But, like you said, it's kind of a double-edged sword of uh, maybe it's so deep that you can get a guy in a second. Maybe right. Darnell Washington. Mm-hmm. Maybe you you know, gamble on Darnell Washington slipping. It's just one of those things that I think, you know, it's such an offensive-driven game. At this sure. point, I'm I'm focusing on offense, but no, all those guys you mentioned that they make perfect sense as well. Um, especially like you said, that the key to the Seattle Seahawks, uh, this is so bad, Legion of Boom defense is thank you. I almost forgot that. Uh, the Legion of Boom defense was a great secondary combined with pass rush. That's what mm-hmm. led to them absolutely killing Manning in the Super Bowl. So yeah. maybe they try to repeat that, but I don't know. It's one of those things where it, it, it's funny because both edge rusher and cornerback are both the deepest position groups in this year's draft. So it's like just, you know, wh- whichever one you value the most. And I, I think Jerry Jones, he he's such a flashy guy. I think he's going to go uh, tight end. Very possible. Very possible. Uh, let's move things along. Let's get to our next team here. You know, it's going to be. The Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, my gosh. Okay. A lot more interesting as we roll along here. So they're obviously picking at number seven overall. So, I mean, there's a lot of talk about them potentially going with the quarterback. But what did they go out doing free agency? They signed Jimmy Garoppolo away for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, It's a good move. It's a lateral move. We kind of discussed this before where it's just like, is it really an upgrade over Derek Carr? I mean, I guess you could say it. You also could say that it wasn't really an upgrade. So we'll see how this all pans out for them. Uh, They signed Jacoby Myers, who's familiar with Josh McDaniels' system. So, I mean, that's going to be a good move for them, hopefully, to pair with Devontae Adams. They traded away Darren Waller. So that was a little bit of a... You know, peculiar move. I know he's had a little bit of an injury history last couple of seasons. So, I mean, maybe that was part of the reason. But we talked about this, Tad. When he's healthy, he is one of the more dominant tight ends in the NFL. So, we'll see how the Giants utilize him and if he can stay healthy there. Because he'll make that Giants offense a ton better. Because they did not have a lot of receiving threats there in New York. So, yeah, the Raiders are going to be very interesting. Tad, we we predicted this on the podcast like maybe a month ago that the Raiders would go veteran at the quarterback position and most likely anchor the offensive line here at number seven. So do you think that's still the plan here, especially with them signing Jimmy Garoppolo? No. 
Okay. So I've actually, right. I, I've, 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 I've gone off the position now. Is um, I think this is the the, the first surprise, like the real surprise pick. Because of course, I think somebody's going to trade up to number three. There's going to be some surprise trade in the top five that has to do with quarterback, where everyone's like, oh my god. But like, I I think there's going to be some quarterback esque trade in the top five. So it's not really that surprising. This is going to be the first surprise pick in the draft, in my opinion. And here's what it is. I think the Raiders are going to take Michael Mayer. I think I I, with tight ends right now. Because this is a great tight end class. That's my obsession with it. And because right. look, OJ Howard, while good name, like OJ Howard's fine. He's Fine, but if you draft Jimmy Garoppolo, clearly you're in win now mode. And uh, is OJ Howard really screaming a win now tight end to you? No, I mean based no, on his no, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 no, I don't need any explanation. That's all I need. Right. Is OJ Howard is a fine tight end. He is fine. That is all I will say about him. That is the best praise I will give him. But right now, if you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is injury prone. Now, I know you're going to go, well, if he's injury prone, then you need, uh, you need a tackle to protect him. Well, guess what? This is also not, I'm going to say a super deep uh, tackle class, but this is a tackle class where maybe you could hope that somebody slips in the second round. But my bottom line is you need to surround. Uh, okay. Let's also not forget who the hell this coach is, by the way, Josh McDaniels, who is in love with tight ends and loves the dual tight end system. With the deepest tight end class we've seen in years. So the scheme fit makes sense. The need makes sense. The situation makes sense with a veteran quarterback where you're just like surround with weapons and just get the ball out of his hands as soon as possible. So I, I think that while tackle is still a very real possibility, I, I'm not going to say that's ridiculous or anything like that. I think that, you know, this could be the first surprise pick of the draft where they go tight end over tackle. Because they should go tackle. I will say that. They should go tackle. I, I, I'm i not saying they should go tight end. They absolutely should prioritize protecting Garoppolo. But McDaniels, because he's a bad coach, I think is going to go for the weapon over the protection. No, it, it seems like a very Raiders-esque type of move for right. sure. For exactly. Them to go with That's a, my entire point. Exactly. For them to go with the luxury pick of a tight end as opposed to a knee pick in an offensive line. But – I think they understand that they need to protect Jimmy Garoppolo because obviously he has an injury history. They've seen it, obviously. So I know they obviously signed him, that they have confidence that he'll stay healthy. But I think they also know that they need to make sure they can protect him. So I st I'm still on that boat of they're going to go offensive line. They're going to make the smart decision and protect Jimmy Garoppolo. Whether that's Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State or Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern, I don't know who they're going to pick there. But I'm... I'm still leaning that they're going to go offensive line here. I don't think My, they'll go tight end. But like I said, I can't rule it out. The Raiders are just one of those teams that just like, I really don't know. Especially Las Vegas. They love to gamble, right? <laughs> wow. But my friend, you made two key mistakes. You use uh, Raiders are smart and Raiders understand in the same sentence. That is a, that, that, that is definitely a mistake right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at number seven with the Las Vegas Raiders. So let's move things along here. Let's get to the next team. I want to play Benny Hill music while this one spins, but <laughs> I, I don't think we have the copyright to that. Jacksonville. Oh, We're going to go with another AFC South team. So uh, Jacksonville obviously coming off an amazing 2022 season where they had a historic um, win. Amazing. Really amazing. It was. 
considering what their 2021 yeah, season finished, like how that went, like, yeah, it's kind of amazing what they did in 2022. Um, obviously had the epic win in the playoffs against the Chargers coming back from 20 points down. They unfortunately were not able to move on past that, but they got a lot of hope heading into 2023 now. And they're picking surprisingly at the bottom of the first round. Like we're used to hearing them in the top 10, top five. They had I, I thought it was a trade. When I saw what pick they had, I thought they traded it. And I did yeah, not know. Yeah, they're picking all the way at number 25. They're a team that had back-to-back number one overall picks. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's kind of surprising to see them at the back end of the first round. So, they're picking at number 25. And, Tad, we talked about this. They actually have a pretty complete roster now because of the huge moves that they made in free agency during last year's offseason. And they obviously supplemented that in the draft as well pretty well. So, they surprisingly don't have that many holes, but I mean, you you correct me here. Like, is there somewhere that they deeply need to improve on, and what can they get? What they can do here? Excuse me, at the number twenty five pick here. Oh, I will correct you because there is one <laughs> big, big okay. time hole they have. Let's hear. It. I will give you fifty dollars right now if you can name more than three of their offensive or not offensive, three of their defensive linemen. Not not edge rushers, defensive linemen. So DN, okay. D tackle. Yeah, I I don't know much about their defensive line. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you yeah, got me. Exactly. All right, you ready you for this? And uh, why did I do this to myself? Fuller-Ronzo, some guy I can't pronounce. Devon oh, Hamilton-Fotokasi. Yep, out of from New York. I remember that one. Yep. Yeah, I'm not trying that. <laughs> uh, Dev, Devon Hamilton, Ro- Hamilton uh, okay. Roy Robertson-Harris. That is okay. currently slated as their starting defensive line. Yeah, not not the greatest for sure. Not the greatest. No, <laughs> no, no. So I think, and this is great news. God, I hate giving them compliments, but this is great news for them because this is a very deep defensive tackle and defensive end class as well. I won't say very deep in terms of like you know rounds and rounds deep, like uh, you know corner or tight end is, but in terms of first round, there's a lot of first round talent at both of those positions. So it's hard to imagine they go anywhere else. Now I will tell you the one player I really, really don't want them to get. It's Brian Brees. Oh, yeah. I don't want them to get him because I, I could see him falling and he has that versatility where he can play defensive end and defensive tackle as well. He is the type of athlete. I think that's why they drafted Trayvon Walker last year is because uh, th- this, this, front office seems to just love like if we just get an athlete and we can make something happen with him we'll go for it so brian Brees is the player i'm really 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 scared that they're gonna get because i don't know where he's gonna go he could go top 15 i could see him slipping into the 20s i don't know what's gonna happen there uh other players to consider is bj ojalari the guy you brought up keon wright this is another player i really don't want them to get nolan smith Nolan Smith is a wild card here. I, I don't know where he's going to go in the first round. Now, here's an interesting player that I think they could love just because of his production. And tell me this, because it, it's Trayvon Walker all over again, where it's a guy that not a lot of people love, but like he has some promise. Andre Carter. Don't rule out Andre Carter at 25 because he has been struggling in during the draft process, but he is just a couple years away uh, removed from having 15 and a half sacks. So I could see the Jaguars looking at him going, there's enough promise there that 25, we can't do much better, especially if these edge rushers, which I expect will are going to be flying off the board. That's not a bad Aussie risk to take at 25. So Andre Carter is another uh, interesting name to look out for, for the Jags at 25, but I, I think they go edge rusher, defensive end, defensive tackle, something to, to you know, uh, pursue the quarterback here. 
That's fair. I think they go defense with their pick too. Like defensive line, I think makes a ton of sense. I think edge rusher, you got all this gun, boost up your pass rush. That makes a ton of sense to me. I also think they make a corner because as much as I like Tyson Campbell mm. on the other side, I'm not as confident in it's their, you know, backup there. So I think they make a corner as well, depending on the players that are available. Who's, so who's the like, other corner they have starting there? Do you know? I remember looking it up. It is but so, it is it right so generic. It is so generic. I'll be shocked not if you Sha- know it. Because it's not Shaquille Griffin. They ended up releasing him. So no, they him. they lost him like three, three, four years ago? Two years ago? I don't know. They lost him. He's in Seattle now. No, he's not. He went back. He? he went back, yeah. Oh, did he go back? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's Darius Williams. Darius Williams. There you go. So, yeah, I can see them upgrading there. You know, Deontay Banks out of Maryland, Cam Smith out of South mm. Carolina, Clark Phillips, the third out of Utah, like depending on who's available, I can see them upgrading the secondary because as uh, I like the de- uh, defensive back class. I like it a lot, but I think it's a little bit more. If you could get one of the top more guys, I think that's going to help your defense a lot more immediately as opposed to having a guy that you need to train up a little bit more. So if you get insert a guy right away from day one, I think that'll really help this defense too. But yeah, I definitely like the defense a tackle position for sure as well but 100 i think they go defense side of the ball as opposed to offense i think they're pretty set on offense so um a little bit good move by them by the way holding on to evan ingram like very very franchise tag that's not a bad move at all for sure so let's get to one or two more teams here tad let's get let's get to it maybe we'll go a little bit quicker on the analysis with some of these teams here so let's see who we got first on the board here so we got the new york jets this is okay all right to talk about they've obviously been in the talks with the green bay packers to acquire aaron Rodgers. it seems like it's a compensation issue right now so we'll see exactly what happens because as of right now they're picking at number 13 tad but there's no guarantee that they're going to hang on to this pick because of like i said the compensation that the green bay packers are seeking for aaron Rodgers. so this pick may be going to green bay we'll see but let's protect let's pretend that obviously they hang on to this pick by some miracle and they also acquire aaron Rodgers. so what do you think they do here at 13 because they made a lot of moves to support aaron Rodgers. but i'm curious as far as what else they could do to improve this team to make them instant not just uh, afc east contenders but possibly super bowl contenders we'll see you're gonna be so mad at me. Um, I didn't take any notes for the Jets at 13. I just oh, assumed the Packers get this yeah. this pick. So hey, you get for our listeners, you get a two for one special. So here's what the Packers are gonna do at 13. If something weird happens, which it's Aaron Rodgers, something weird very well could happen. Uh, Amur's gonna step in for you. But if the Packers get this pick, <laughs> which they absolutely will, here's some of the possibilities. It's gonna be a receiver. It's going to be Quinn Johnson. It's going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's going to be uh, maybe Jordan Addison, but I don't think he's a good fit for that offense, especially with Christian Watson. They already have kind of the everyman athletic receiver in there, so I think they're going to go for more possession guy. Also, don't uh, rule out tight end. Uh, yeah, yes, I'm going back to, to you know my home base here. This one I'll is, actually give you okay, because I'll they lost Robert Tunyon to the Chicago Bears, and Mercedes Lewis is supposedly going to sign in New York as well as soon as the Aaron Rodgers deal make, uh, actually gets finalized. So they actually need a, a hole. They have a hole at tight end. So this one I'll give you. The other yeah. ones is like, all right. <laughs> I mean, the Raiders need a tight end. That's all I'm saying. They do, but they do. I, I, I could see, especially if Michael Mayer somehow falls here, and this is where I think a trade like something with the Cowboys, what we were talking about earlier, where the Cowboys are like, Packers, is, Packers are sitting there at 13. I don't know. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Michael, Michael Mayer, stop. Stop falling. Stop falling. Stop falling. And then they trade in front of 13 because everybody knows. If Michael Mayer goes to 13 and the Packers have that pick, he's not falling any further. There's no way. 
There's absolutely no way. So, and the reason for that is because the Packers should do it. I I don't know if you've got this feeling as well, but it really feels like the front office wants to prove Aaron Rodgers wrong. So they're going to do everything they can to make Jordan Love as good as I he can be. I very much see that happening, 100%. Yeah, exactly. They're going to like surround him. They're going to do what they never did for Aaron Rodgers, surround him with talent. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of what the Jets did with Sam Darnold, where they didn't support him at all. All of a sudden, they draft Zach Wilson. They gave him all these receivers. They gave him, they gave him an Moore. offensive line. They gave they him, gave him, yeah, him yeah, exactly, yeah. It was just like, this. I see the exact same happening thing with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love now. Yeah, no, because the, the, the Packers just want to give a giant male finger to Aaron Rodgers and be like, you're exactly. with the Jets now. Now, look at what we can do. It's like, well, why exactly. not? You should just do that while he was here. It's because yeah. people are stupid. But anyway, so I, I – think they're even going to receiver tight end at 13 but no there's no way the jets are holding on this 13 pick <laughs> i really doubt it too but like i said i want to live in a hypothetical world by by sure, like i said sure. by some miracle some grace of god they're able to hang on to this pick and acquire Aaron Rodgers. so at Good 13 Lord. like i mean they definitely need to upgrade the offensive line i think a little bit more they had to deal interior, with the interior interior they're preset tackle Interior, I think for sure they need to upgrade it for sure. But oh, even God. though they so also dealt with injuries with Makai Becton and also Elijah Vera Tucker. So hopefully they're going to come back and they'll be completely fine. But you always use some depth there. So I think offensive line. So maybe a Broderick Jones here. It might be a reach. But Darnell Wright, the interior offensive lineman at Tennessee, he could be a good pick here. As well as Daywan Jones out of Georgia could also be a good pick here as well. Dude, you're, and, you're missing a great pick. Imagine they take Torrance. Torrance is obviously another good one here. So, yeah, that could definitely make a good spot for them to sort of upgrade that offensive line as well. And also, like I said, it never hurts to have more pass rush. So you pair him up with Quinn and Williams. You pair him up with um, Carl Lawson. Um, so I think they can add another guy here like a Lucas Van Ness, like a Nolan Smith, like a Brian Breeze. I know you sort of hated that he may go up to top 15. Maybe he'll slip a little later. If, but, yeah, if, I think it's a possibility. If, as long as he's not Jaguar, I'm happy. <laughs> so but yeah 100 percent that they're not going to you know hang on to this pick as much as i'm saying hypothetically that's going to happen but yeah i think most likely this pick is going to green bay that'll be an interesting episode tab we may have to discuss possible multiple first round picks if the packers do acquire this there's some other teams that have multiple first round picks that would be very yep. interesting as far as their strategy for sure um let's get to one more team here tad i want to squeeze it in we definitely i know there's a lot of teams that we didn't get to but hey maybe we need to plan another episode and do this again especially with there's possibility of another second wave of free agency obviously aaron Rodgers. Trade. Trades, maybe something's gonna yeah, happen say, yeah maybe something's gonna happen with deandre hopkins finally maybe the denver broncos actually find a trade partner for jerry judy that could affect a lot of things too so maybe it's in the cars that we'll do this again but yeah let's squeeze in one more team here let's close it out with this team that is going to be selected right now and that is <laughs> you hit the trifecta my friend all three afc south teams and i just want to let all the listeners know all, th all, th the all three know, really all three <laughs> there are no like weights to these teams it was all even proportion so this is the fun of the wheel completely random we're gonna close it out with the houston texans but Tad, I mean, there's not really much to discuss here because, I mean, they're at the oh, no, number. No, no, no. There's plenty to discuss, my friend. No, there is absolutely plenty to discuss because this is absolute bullshit. Because <laughs> here's why the Texans won despite losing because they didn't get the first overall pick. This whole Jalen Carter thing threw everything out of whack. And here's what drives me absolutely crazy because now the Carolina Panthers get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. It doesn't matter which one they take because whoever they don't take, the Houston Texans are going to get at number two. And so now the Colts are screwed number 
number four, we're going to take Anthony Richardson. And by the way, can we cut it out with this whole thing of the Colts trading up number three? Why are we trading up number three for a quarterback who sucks? It makes no sense. So anyway, no, going back to the Houston Texans, they're going to take CJ Stroud. They're going to take Bryce Young. They're going to be good because, look, credit where credit is due. The Houston Texans have done a fantastic job in free agency. They have done a very, very good job of setting up a veteran offense. Them and the Panthers, both at number one and number two, have done a great job of setting up an offense that is ready to succeed with a rookie quarterback right now. And you know why? Is because they are about to get two of the best quarterbacks in this year's draft. You know who's not going to get two of the best quarterbacks in this year's draft? The Indianapolis goddamn Colts. Because we are so screwed, and we are going to take Anthony Richardson, and we are going to just suck. I am so sick of this. God damn it. They're taking quarterback. <laughs> And I think that was my sort of uh, what I was trying to get to that we don't have much to discuss because, yeah, it's pretty clear that they're going to take a quarterback. It's going to be Bryce Young. That's the worst part. It's going to be CJ Stroud one. It's going to be Bryce Young at two. It's most likely going to be CJ Stroud at one. But, yeah, like you said, I think they're going to end up with either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Um, It's going to be a good change for their quarterback position and their offense. Um, I still think they need to support their offensive line, though. They're not as set as Carolina is, surprisingly. They did make some good options. They did make some good signings, I should say, specifically. Dalton Schultz from the, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Robert Woods, who they signed from Tennessee. They signed Devin Singletary to add to the backfield with Damian Pierce. Um, so they have some good potential. But just, yeah, I think the offensive line, that's the only thing that sort of worries me a little bit. Maybe they use some of those supplemental picks to sort of upgrade that. Obviously, they have that extra pick from Cleveland. So, I mean, I'm curious oh, to see what they end up doing there because they do pick a little bit later on in the draft all the way at number 12 so i think that's good that could be a position where they upgrade the offensive line maybe they upgrade the receiver class because i mean there's going to be a lot of great receivers can you imagine them pairing up you know don't you say quinn johnson that's the one thing that is going to push me over the edge that would be pretty terrible. I, I could see that happening. But oh, if, for chance, C.J. Stroud is there at two, maybe they pair him up with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, they got both the quarterback and the receiver yeah, there. That'd the be an extra there, pairing yeah. there for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I have a feeling Quentin Johnson might be available there at 12. Like, I mean, that would be just sensational for a Texans fan. Not for you, obviously, Tad. No, that would, um, that's my nightmare. <laughs> possibly Jordan Addison in case both of those other two receivers are gone as well. So I could see that happening. Or, yeah, like I said, they upgrade the offensive line. If, Bro- uh, if Broderick Jones is there, that's a good pick. Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson Jr., if they happen to fall into the early parts of that double-digit uh, picks there, those would be excellent picks to add to that offensive line. So, yeah, they, they have a really good plan there with both the number two pick to get their quarterback and then to support him at the number 12 pick, whether that's at receiver or offensive line. So, yeah, it's it's, it's tough tough to be a Colts fan right now. <laughs> Oh, it seems it's like- not tough. It's not tough is the wrong adjective. It sucks to be a Colts fan right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how that all plays no, out. But yeah, gonna, like, um, fortunately the wheel was not on your side, buddy. We got no, all really AFC wasn't. South teams, it with really the exception wasn't. of this. Was, this was a miserable experience. I hated every <laughs> minute of this. Uh, but yeah, so those we got to about. I don't know, Tad. I think that was like seven, eight teams, whatever it was. So it's like we got about through a quarter of the NFL Wait, there. You want me to count? Since when is that I my job? Maybe you're counting. I don't know. Possibly. Hell no. 
Uh, but we got through a handful of teams for sure. We definitely may do this again as we move along here in the draft season. Um, like I said, maybe there's going to be some other moves that can affect other teams' draft strategies that obviously we'll then want to discuss for sure. And like we talked about, there's other teams like the Texans that have multiple first-round picks. Hell, there's teams like the 49ers that don't have a first-round pick. So we maybe discuss that uh, as well. But the best way you can find out about all of our future episodes is – you see the ticker down below. You see all of our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're following us, interacting with us. You got my personal handle on Twitter, I'm the side 23. You got Tad's at Tad's side 94. Got the show handle at the Decide Guys. And of course, we're on Instagram at the Decide Guys. And Tad, we dropped our quarterback position rankings the That's other today. day. So we're going to be having more position rankings graphics coming out throughout the rest of the season here. Hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, we'll have them all out for you. But yeah, it's obviously going to be dependent on our time as we recorded the podcast as well and the youtube video so yeah make sure you check out those handles for all of our rankings there make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast whether it's on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify you can listen right on the lefb network website wherever you listen to your podcast just hit that subscribe button always be up to date with our podcast if you're watching us hit that subscribe button on our youtube channel you can also subscribe to the lefb network's youtube channel where we still have our own playlist there so you're getting lots of great content from both channels make sure you're subscribing to both of them and guys, I mean, if you're watching us, if you're listening, if you're interacting with us on Twitter, um, if you're reading some of our past articles, we haven't dropped any lately, but hopefully in the next, you know, month or so, we'll have a couple articles out there on the website. If you're reading, um, I mean, just guys, anything you're doing to support us, both me and Tad, I mean, seriously, from both of us, we really can't thank you enough. Uh, yeah, we really do appreciate it, guys. I mean, we are a little over a month away from the first round of the draft hitting the network, so we are going to be hitting you hard with a lot of content go, uh, coming forward. So if there's some content you'd like to see, if there are rankings you'd like to see, hit us up on those handles below. And please, as always, thank you so much for the uh, you know listens, but let us know the content you want to hear is because we want to give you guys what you want to know. So if there's a team where you're like, hey, you guys didn't hit on them, like a Merced, we maybe hit them on them later, but if we don't, let us know. We may do an article about it. Articles are much easier than doing podcasts, trust us. <laughs> so if there's content you want, we are here to deliver it for you because we love your appreciation. We love your support. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. And please, as always, stay safe, everyone. Music.